Today on the Homes Real Estate Podcast, we're talking about avoiding underwriting problems because those are no fun. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. I'm Peter. And I'm Chris. And welcome aboard the Homes Real Estate Podcast, your source for all things real estate information here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, so today we're talking about avoiding underwriting problems. It is no fun to be in your loan process and now you have to uh, go back to the underwriter 12 times for you know stupid crap. So let's talk about what we can do to uh, prevent some of these issues and also what uh, what are some of these issues that can pop up. So And the first thing, your lender is going to ask you for a lot of documents, and depending who your mm-hmm. lender is, sometimes they're going to take them up front and try to try to get you like a fully underwritten, what they call fully underwritten pre-approval. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice. It helps get a lot of the stuff on the back end out of the way, uh, right on the front end, and it helps the, the process go a little bit smoother. Yeah. Uh, and whether they do or don't do that, you definitely want to be, here's a kind of a list of what you're going to want to be uh, <clears throat> having ready. You're going to want W-2s. You're going to want tax statements. Uh, you're going to want pay stubs. Uh, you're going to want uh, any, if you are receiving any gift funds, you're going to want a letter of explanation and a bank statement uh, snapshot from whoever's giving you the gifts. In most cases. Yep, you are probably going to want uh, some of your bank statements ready. Absolutely. So those are just, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. Uh, but definitely the the one that I think we see hung up on the most is gift letters. Certainly one of them. Right. And, and the big thing now is we have to verify. we got to make sure you're not pulling out mattress money and using mm-hmm. that, calling it a gift. Um, especially with the FHA. Conventional is a little bit different, I believe. Conventional doesn't ask for verification necessarily in most cases. But let's actually, verify it. Let's actually talk about mattress money here for a second. So let's say that you wanted to do your deposit or your down payment or anything like that, and you have actual cash. What you need to do is start depositing that, hopefully in smaller amounts, well before you apply for your loan. You know, you want to be able to show, hey, yep, I've deposited. This has been in my account for months. Uh, you know, yes, I did have mattress money and I deposited it. Uh, the lenders want to make sure that you're not taking a personal loan pay for your down payment they, they have a specific period of time where i think they call it seasoned mm-hmm. um and if they see this massive five thousand dollar deposit it's like oh hey where'd that come from they have right. to verify it and then if you need that as as part of your closing requirements they might pull that money out because they can't verify where it came from and now you have five thousand dollars less that they can verify right so if you like i said if you are planning on using mattress money that's definitely a uh, uh the way to do it is start making those small deposits well in advance so uh, the the next thing that you kind of want to look out for in underwriting, uh, and we were talking about this a little bit, is if you are on a an income limited loan, is that the best term for it? I suppose. Well, yeah, we're talking about the Mishta, and mm-hmm. we're also talking about like rural development specialty loans like that. Right. Um, yeah, those have they call income limits on it. You can only make as a family or as an individual certain amounts of money mm-hmm. because you're receiving a benefit. So, so with those, um, you really don't want to get a raise. I know it sounds weird, but you don't want to get a raise during this process because that could just throw that all to hell in the underwriting process. Right. So it may be worthwhile looking into that beforehand. Uh, and if you are due for, let's say you have a yearly raise, seeing if that can be uh, postponed or if it can be, you know, uh, or making sure that it's not going to take you over the uh, the income limit. That's that would huge. Be the I, and I, I just heard of something like that actually happening. Uh, somebody didn't expect to get a raise. She was doing an RD loan, and guess what? It, it kicked her out. Now we got to go FHA. We got to bring three percent. 
We have to, we have to, we have to. Right. I suppose I shouldn't recommend postponing. That might actually be against guidelines. So maybe don't do that. But uh, definitely you want to make sure that that raise <laughs> is... Uh, talk to your lender. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to make sure that that raise is not putting you over those income limits. Uh, so what are a couple other things that you can run into during... Uh, let's use the underwriting process pretty uh, pretty broadly here. Obviously, you can have low appraisals. We've discussed what you do on that. Um, but sometimes, too, you can have appraisals that you know, you're in underwriting and maybe you have, you know, we've had this for uh, a VA rebuttal from an appraisal. You're waiting for that to come back. That can take time. Uh, you know, you also can have, uh, you know, they're going to be doing employment verification. Uh, like we said, they're going to be looking to verify funds, you know, for your down payment. There's all sorts of things that they can be looking well, into. Well, if we look at the appraisal too, we're, they're going to double check, you know, did it come in? Um, I think it's what, as is or as seen mm-hmm. or with, repairs or with conditions mm-hmm. so if you get a, a conditional appraisal we're going to take a look at those items and um, how we address those repairs too um, if they're on the appraisal they have to be done right they absolutely have to be done get the addendum together if you're going to keep the house make sure they're done so the appraiser can come back out especially if he needs like a 75 cent switchblade yeah <laughs> he wants to charge you 175 bucks to come back out and look at it that just chris is saying like because that just happened to me 75 cents unbelievable uh, but yeah, you definitely want, and, and also know these things too, that I think a lot of what causes frustration in underwriting is not being prepared for what a pain it is. Uh, a lot of times underwriting can be a pain there. You know, you got to remember that they're giving you a, a massive amount of money, uh, and they want to make sure that you can pay it back. Absolutely. You know, it just hit my mind. Um, we were talking about appraisal, but also um, the inspection, the regular inspection, and the uh, the purchase agreement. Uh, as realtors, we have to make sure that whatever we send over to to view for the underwriters, mm-hmm. like if we say, you know, must fix X, Y, Z on the roof, that goes over to the, the underwriter. Now that has to be done. It has to be verified that it's done, and you're going to have to provide receipts from a professional contractor that it is done right so just keep that in mind that could also stall the process which is why sometimes we find it easier to do concessions than actual repairs and it depends and i can't confirm or deny that we may not send the addendums over to the lender sometimes and we just take care of it between all parties except for the lender right uh yes i mean i think these are a couple of things to be to be looking out for uh the another thing and I, i feel like we say this all the time and people should know this by now but just in case you don't don't do anything stupid, meaning don't go buy new cars. Don't go opening new credit cards. Don't go buying Furniture's a bunch of furniture. One. Wait until after you're closing to buy furniture, guys. Okay. I know this is, it doesn't seem like it would mess things up, but it definitely okay. can. Here's a clue. This is one we hear a lot. Art Van had this sale that I had to apply and get the credit card now. Okay, so we've heard that more than once. Art Van has that sale like every three weeks. Yeah, so really... You can wait till after you close, deal with your business. You don't need, I'm not going to tell you what you need and don't need, but you don't need the furniture to arrive the day you close. Yeah. Trust me. It is certainly better to be without a couch for a couple of days than it is to be without, without a house. house. Yeah. So well, we read each other's mind, Peter. Oh, yeah. So that is, uh, again, stay away from those biggie mistakes. Again, too, no large mat- mattress money deposits. Um, you know, stay, you know, stay as, as clean as you can. Um, even we, you know, we talked about in the, if you listen to our previous podcast about credit cards, we talked about credit utilization. Also try and make sure that, you know, your credit cards are paid down 
Um, you know, you don't have to pay everything off because you obviously have to have some money left over for a down payment. But uh, you try and make sure that you're not, you know, blowing out your credit card budget. <laughs> yeah, don't don't live off your credit cards until you close. But uh, yeah, that could be bad. You know, we didn't talk about title too. That's another thing in yeah. underwriting that could it can be a real huge hiccup. And we're really fortunate with a lot of the things. As soon as we turn our agreements in, um, we get title looked at right away. Yeah, and and we have I, I immediately review and make sure that your agent does this if you're maybe listing somewhere else or if you for whatever reason didn't use one of us. Um, which I cannot imagine why you would have done. Crazy. But make sure your agent reads their title commitment. Ask them, say, hey, did you read the title commitment? What did it, what did it say? When it, you know, any conditions for the warranty deed? Uh, we want to make sure if there's anything that needs to be cleared that it's done well in advance of closing. Uh, you know, the title issues can take a long time to clear, depending on what they are. Right. Uh, and you might have some, like, I just had one come back that had a medical, um, medical judgment lien that they put on the house. Right. That can happen. Uh, so those things, those, and also if you're selling your house, you know, that's something that you've got to clear and you have to, you know, to deal with it. So, well, if there's liens on the property, you want to make sure they're able to be paid off at closing mm-hmm. or whatever the seller has to have done. Like there could be mechanics liens or medical liens, tax liens, all of the, the, those have to be paid off. Right. There could also be some discrepancies in the chain of title. You could find out that. 50 years ago, somebody owned the property that was never taken off title. Right. You can also find that your lot lines are off. You know, there's all sorts of things that can happen in title. You don't want to be sitting there in the, in the final hours of, of your loan and uh, having title issues. So these are a couple of things to be looking out for. If you have more questions, shoot us a text. Uh, the number is right attached to the podcast. Uh, and certainly if you are looking to either purchase a home or refinance, give us a call and we can set you up with an amazing lender to do either or. Uh, it's going to be a great time, especially if you bought... Uh, what, four or five years ago when rates were a little bit higher? Yeah, and the rumor has it that over the next year, um, by next summer, the rates should be at a low that we've never seen before, quite right. possibly. And definitely, if because if you bought your house <clears throat> 15 years ago, if you bought it pre-crash, you need to get a refinance. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that everyone has done this, but if you are somehow one of these people that is out there sitting out there that has not been refinanced and you bought in 2001, go refinance. Yeah, so. well, there's a lot of people. They don't check out, you know, in the mail. They just make the payment or automatically deduct it. Yep. Check out the stats on, on your loan. Know what you're paying and know why you're paying it. All right, guys. Hopefully this was helpful. And uh, go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Peter Touring Realtor, Chris Van Bell Realtor. And then also follow the Holmes Real Estate Podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, or wherever else you find your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care.